This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life. Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. KJ Martin climbed Bobon Mountain. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo H-O-U. Now joining us, we got a lot of topics to cover today. Want to dive into Usman Garuba specifically, as well as some other general thoughts about the Houston Rockets. And here to do that with me is none other than the Athletics' Ali Khan Bijani. What's up, Ali Khan? How you doing? Hey, Jackson. Been a minute. How are you? I, I been heard a, you been a minute. I heard you were playing Where's Waldo with me, trying to figure out where I was. Um, but I'm glad that you know you were able to locate me on the page. That's good. I'm, I, I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We got you back into the fold and, and hopefully we'll get you back on a little bit more of a regular basis. I know that you are a busy man and it's hard to track you down sometimes, but Rockets fans love hearing from you. They love your insight. And it's great that we got you back. Um, now, now with that, we, we're going to get into talking about Usman Garuba a little bit and kind of diving into some specifics on him. He had some commentary speaking to a Spanish newspaper about wanting to accept a bigger role with the Houston Rockets, uh, wanting to take on more than what he was essentially able to do with Real Madrid. But before we get there, Alicon, we talked just before Summer League started for the Houston Rockets. We haven't talked since. Hit me with some of your general, just a general takeaway or two that you have from Rockets Summer League since we haven't had a chance to talk since then. So I'll, I'll go down the list um, on each of the first-round picks. Josh Christopher, very raw. Um, I I don't really know what to make of him just yet. He showed some great flashes defensively. Um, you know, there there was a stat I put out there um, that he allowed like one point per possession or one point for like nine possessions or some some sort of like really crazy set about him defensively. I mean, he had, he, he had a really terrific time just kind of guarding the perimeter. And also I, I really liked how he was off the ball, being a communicator, kind of setting the defense, um, you know, calling out coverages and all those different things. I mean, he, he did a great job there. So that's good. Offensively, you know, he hit some mid-range shots, but I, I just – I don't know what he is offensively, but he's 19 years old. There's plenty of time for him to figure that out. I think he is a prime candidate to spend a lot of time in the G League, which will be good for him to be able to figure out what is his game. You know, the Rockets kind of have an idea what his strength is, uh, Rafael Sun has talked about him being in transition, but, you know, is he a guard? You know, and by a guard, I mean, is he a point guard? Is he a wing or is he a shooting guard? I mean, what, what is his role, right? We have guards, wings, and bigs. And for me, it's, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, ideally in his size, he can play either guard or wing. And I'm interested to in seeing, you know, kind of how he grows um, in that role. And he's only 19. He'll probably grow some a little bit more um, early on in his career, as we saw with Kevin Porter Jr. this offseason. Um, let's go down to Jalen Green. Man, that dude is terrific. Um, I, you know, I, I was very impressed. Uh, you know, a lot of Rockets fans have given me grief for the article I wrote on, you know, if I had to choose between Evan Mobley and 
um, <laughs> Jalen Green. I, I ended up putting Evan Mobley, but you know, Jalen Green really did impress me. I, I really, you know, liked what I saw from him, especially off the ball. When he didn't have the ball in his hands, he was engaged. He was able to maintain optimal spacing. The way that Will Weaver coached the summer league wasn't really about, you know, deep types of concepts or very like, you know, elite or expert level concept. It was a very rudimentary kind of just basic structures of the offense. And I think, you know, the fact that he was following that and he did a good job of it, you know, bodes well for him when he's playing alongside John Wall and Kevin Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. Um, let's go to Garuba. And I won't talk too much about him since we're going to be talking about him um, a lot more in a bit. But, you know, interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Uh, I don't think the Rockets know enough to make of what he is or who he is because of his summer league game. I think they have an idea from his time in the Euro League, but he's an interesting prospect. Um, now, last but not least, I guess everybody's fan favorite, everybody's favorite player from summer league, Al Bruin Shingun. Um, he's he showed some flashes to me defensively as a five that I didn't think he had. You know, I, I knew he had some length, and but he did show some athleticism. You know, ability to not only play and drop coverage, but slide his feet and block a shot. I mean, it's pretty impressive especially for a rookie like that. He had multiple plays like that where he had his hands high, hands up, did not go, you know, did not lean onto a ball handler who was trying to draw a foul, just stayed vertical and was able to contest a lot of shots around the rim. I think that was pretty good to see from him there. Um, on switches, obviously, that's something he needs to improve upon. But just for his body side, I think he did a good job there. And offensively, I really like him as a passer. He's so patient. He knows as soon as the double team comes, there is an opening on the weak side. And he does a great job of, you know, diagnosing and finding that passing like really quickly. So all in all, those are my quick, you know, just thoughts on all four. And uh, we'll get into Garuba shortly. But, you know, did, do you agree with anything I said, Jackson? Any Anything that kind of stood out to you that, you know, uh, maybe I think differently? Yeah, well, on the points, since obviously uh, Garuba is just, you know, right now, interesting until we dive into him a little bit further. Uh, not much to add on to that one. But I think it's so I, I love the fact that you bring up you know, what is Josh Christopher at this point? Because I've been kind of selling myself less so on the idea of Josh Christopher, the guard, and more so the idea of Josh Christopher, the wing. And one of the comparisons that I've made is that as far as body type goes, he and David Nwaba actually have a very similar physique and build. And even right now, at just 19 years old, Josh Christopher only weighs, at least he's listed weight, is only about 10 pounds lighter, I think, the last I checked, compared to David Nwaba. And so you think that you look at a guy who's, you know, a terror in transition like that, who has the defensive instincts and skill set there. I think it's a really interesting comp to maybe say, well, maybe he's not fit as a guard at the NBA level, but maybe you advertise him as a wing and suddenly it's a completely different, different mindset, different approach to the game for him. Uh, so I think that's interesting. I, I, I definitely agree with your take that Jalen Green is uh, fantastic. And then Al P, right, his defense absolutely stood out. And these are going to be guys that you and I take some time to break apart in the future to really kind of hone in on areas that they need to either improve in or areas that we're expecting them to grow and really work on. And we're going to do all of that in future episodes. But today we want to get to Usman Garuba and we're going to get to him and his specific comments to Marca, the Spanish newspaper, in just a moment after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag. 
It's that time of year and all eyes are turning towards football, both professional and collegiate. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head over to their website and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. Again, it is a 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit with Bet Online. You don't want to miss out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time for you to get in on the action. And again, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And another message from our friends at rockauto.com. Because look, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car or truck needs. Why would you want to endure all this questioning and all Just, no, just... Go online to rockauto.com where you're going to save money. Why would you want to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same car parts that you would at a you know traditional brick and mortar storefront, right? Rock Auto, not only that, you're going to save money, but Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So if you know anything about cars and you just need the parts and then you know how to fix all your own stuff, then just save the money, order the parts from rockauto.com. The prices are reliably low for every single customer. They don't charge DIY guys more than traditional brick-and-mortar shops, right? It, it, it doesn't make sense, right? There's no reason to pay more. And the best part is their website is so easy to navigate, so easy to figure out exactly the brands and specifications that you need for your car or truck. And this is the part that's really important, right? Do me a favor. When you're checking out their website, checking out their catalog, when you go to hit the shopping cart icon and you go to check out, be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's discuss Usman Garuba, Ali Khan. Now, now with Garuba, he took the time to speak recently to Marca, Spanish newspaper. Essentially, and they asked, you know, he answered a couple questions here as it pertains to what we want to discuss and kind of, you know, take apart and uh, try and extract some information here is, uh, when asked what he wants to improve upon as an NBA rookie in the upcoming 2021-2022 season, Garuba explained, he basically, you know, paraphrasing here, he wants to have the ball in his hands more, right? He didn't really get a chance to do that with Real Madrid. That says that, you know, he had to adapt to the role there based on the types of players that they had in that locker room. And so he's really looking forward to being able to do more things with the Houston Rockets. He goes on to discuss the Rockets and their current rebuilding state as a team and says, I'm on a team that is undergoing reconstruction with many young players who are going to be giving a lot of prominence. Uh, our key is going to be to improve day by day. And that's my goal as well to go day by day, working and improving many aspects that I wasn't able to do these past years, these past few years due to the demands of Real Madrid. So Ali Khan, what's your first reaction to this? Because this is something that you and I discussed a little bit when we were first kind of thinking about Usman Garuba originally was Right. He didn't have a gigantic role within Real Madrid. He was, you know, tasked with doing a few very specific things. But we also discussed the fact that, you know, the the idea that he's even playing for Real Madrid at this age was 
so phenomenal. I mean, Rafael Stone called him the best defender in the world, not in the NBA, and for good reason. We saw a lot of that on display just in these past Olympics. So I'm going to go through kind of just some stats that stick out about Usman, especially in your league. Um, he is 6'8". We always forget he plays so much bigger than he is. I mean, that wingspan is really electric. He's only 6'8". Um, he only scored around five points a game in 17 minutes. Um, he's a career 26.5% three-point shooter, but he did shoot 31% this past season on about three attempts per game. Um, and 50, 60% free throw shooter from the free throw line. So, you know, that's just something offensively to think about. But he isn't somebody who I would say has a lot of offensive responsibility. He was just tasked with kind of just being a screener, a primary floor, spa uh, floor spacer in spots, which we kind of saw here um, in Summer League in Vegas. But if he's going to take that role and he's going to be able to make an impact, for me, he has to do a good job of using his wide frame that he has as a screener. When you have a wingspan, and for him, because he is large, he's very strong, that is an advantage. You can set screens and be so you can make you can make your frame wide enough where you're allowing that guard to have navigation, um, uh, easy navigation and good angles to kind of maneuver around. Ultimately, the way NBA defenses are playing nowadays, they are playing that drop coverage and they are playing kind of weak. And when I use the word weak, it's called up to touch. It's a scheme essentially when you're forcing the ball handler to go to the left side. So a lot of ball handlers are usually right-handed players, right? So you're forcing them to go left. And if that's the case, you want – and that's the defense that the teams are playing. You want a good screener who can allow you to rescreen and also give your ball handler enough space to maneuver around, especially when players go over the screen. So I think in this case, Garuba can have that big role if he can take that step and he showed some really good flashes, in my opinion, in the G League when it comes to screening but he has to get better as a role man. Ultimately, when the ball is coming his way on those bounce passes, those quick bounce passes, he has to gather, go up quickly. Whenever he's driving to the rim, he has to go quickly. He was good in transition in early. I would have liked to see him do a little bit better, but he has to be able to not only do that, but do it consistently. If he does that, he'll get some, he'll, 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 he'll you know, do a lot better um, in terms of his role. But that's just, at least for right now, kind of where I want him to work on. Shooting will come. I mean, ultimately, he's shooting 60%, which obviously is not really good for a big, but it says 60%, it can hopefully get better. Um, Shooting-wise, when I saw his shot, it's very – it's not bad. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best shot, but it's not bad. I think it's workable. He is 6'8", so he, you know, he has the ability to become a better shooter with his size and with his wingspan and length. It's just really going to come down to can he grow – into enough of an offensive weapon. I don't want to say it's actually, I don't want to say weapon, but can he grow into as much of an offensive threat to justify playing five out? Because ultimately Jackson right now, I don't think he's a five person. Like he can't defend all five positions right now. I think he can defend one through four. The five he can, but only if they're playing small ball against a different team. And if we, when we saw him in your league, what made him such a good outstanding defender and somebody who's very valuable, especially to the Rockets, was the fact that he was guarding primarily as a as a defensive weapon, the opposing team point guard. And so that's important. When you can guard, you know, a guy like Shane Larkin, who's a really good player there, and do a good job, that stands out. And, and if he's going to be able to do that here. Um, you know, just in, in his last summer league game, I asked Will Weaver about that, that comeback against Portland 
And you know, what were some plays that you know Sugatsima Garuba he mentioned there was there was a play where Garuba forced an air ball just because he took on the matchup of stepping up, you know, getting in to the the ball handler and forcing up an air ball. And, and that's the type of thing they're looking at. If if he can combine that and just become somewhat of an offensive threat, he's going to get a lot of time with the Rockets. I want to keep this conversation going about Usman Gruba because there was one observation that I had, especially you bring up that final summer league game. And I want to hear your thoughts on this Alicon and, and a, a comp that I have in my mind that is just staring me in the face. And we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at direct TV. Does this sound familiar at all? Right. You got one device. that lets you catch a game. You got another where you're going to stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for everything else. Right. Or your cousin or your sister, whoever. Right. Well, let me tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without all of that hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more need to buy another device, no more need to ask your you know, coworker for their, their streaming login password, right? There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. And another message from our friends over at Built Bar. Because look, when it comes to protein bars, you got to try these Built Bars because they are the best protein bar that I have ever personally consumed. Why? First off, the flavors are incredible. You got raspberry, mint chocolate brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, cookies and cream, my personal favorite, coconut brownie chunk. Can't go wrong with a single one of these bars, right? They're all incredible. Not only that, every single bar, low, low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great if you're on a keto diet, great if you're trying to you know, slim down a little bit, trim a little weight, all that stuff, right? Great if you're dieting. And these bars, they taste delicious. They don't taste like protein bars. They're not gritty. They're not chalky. They're fun. I look forward to eating a pro- to eating a protein bar. I don't remember ever looking forward to eating a protein bar until I found Built Bar. And you can check it out. Just go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your very next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, Ali Khan, my main observation, even more than some of the, the defensive displays that we saw from Garuba in Summer League, was in that fifth Summer League game, he was facilitating the ball in a way that I wasn't expecting. And it was something that you know we've kind of seen before where defense it was it wasn't quite like a straight zone um although it, it was at times uh with the with the blazers kind of just you know occupying certain areas of the court but they had garuba basically in the center of the court and he was receiving passes right there you know 15 15 foot part you know area of the lane kind of right at the free throw line middle of the court and then in a split second had to make the right decision as to what to do with it And we saw multiple times in that game, he made the right read and then kicked it back out to the open shooter, kind of, again, getting the pass in the center of the defense, collapsing the defense a little bit, and then kicking it out. He connected with Armani Brooks on a couple different passes uh, on, you know, on Armani's way to a 30-point game in in that uh, really awesome come-from-behind victory. But really, that's what kind of stood out to me. And the the comp that I want to draw here a little bit, which other people have already kind of thrown out there is, 
it was a little Draymond-esque, right? The way that he was able to kind of receive those passes, make those reads. And I think there's a little bit of a hope that as he develops, especially offensively, you know, maybe he can be the kind of the kind of big who can make some of those reads like out of the short roll, right? Take a quick dribble towards the rim, collapse the defense, and make the read and hit the guy in the corner or hit the guy on the wing, depending on where the help defender comes from, that kind of thing. So that really stood out to me in that fifth game. You know, f- when it comes to his ability to kind of make those passes, I need him to be a better ball handler. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that he has to run pick and roll or bring the ball up the floor. It just means that when you have the ball in your hand and you're standing stationary, you dribble it strong and so you don't lose the basketball. You don't create a turnover. I think you're right. He has a chance to be somebody who can make t- those types of passes, but it comes down to when he becomes a better ball handler, just a better he has better ball control. Um, that's going to be very big for him. Um, and, and when it comes down to kind of finding – his teammates, you know, because he has that wide frame, they can run those types of actions. They can run delay action where he's at the top of the key. They can run 21 series where he can be that option also from the perimeter. Um, they can run um, their wide action, essentially him setting a flare screen for a, a ball handler or a shooter on, on the top of the key or on the perimeter. So, you know, they have different actions where they utilize the big and their screening ability. I think he can be an asset there but he just has to make sure that he can be consistent. Um, and it would not surprise me if we saw him spend some time in the G League, even though I think he can be a good NBA player early on. It's just I think he needs time to get accustomed to the way the NBA game is played um, and just, just to be able to be very comfortable there. And he's played a lot as well, and so I'm interested to see how they kind of get him into it. They always let him play in the summer league, but the fact that he's played so much – even during the summer as well, how is he going to react? Do they have a time? Do they have any sort of game plan for him and what they want to do? The coaching staff that was there in the summer league, Stevens Allison himself, they're very impressed with Garuba, obviously, but he has to be able to show that consistently against NBA level competition. There's a reason why when Rafael Stone talks about him, he says he's the best defender on the NBA. Caveat is that he was not in the NBA. He has to be able to show that, that he can be a good defender in the NBA for him to be able to get that point. You know, I'm really glad you bring up the G League point one more time because you mentioned it kind of earlier on and, you know, bring it bring it back one more time. I've had a couple people, you know, kind of comment on on social, you know, on the YouTube comment section saying that, you know, it's you know disrespectful to send some of these guys to the G League or that, yeah. you know, it's a waste of their talent. And I think absolutely not. But Alicon, look, do me a favor. You've got, I think slightly more than four times the clout that I do as far as like, you know, Twitter followers and whatnot go. So maybe, maybe they'll believe you when you say it, but I think there's, there's evidence, right? That the Rockets, when they send somebody to the G league, it's because they think that one it's, it's to get real game reps rather than riding the tail end of the bench, not getting real time game reps and, you know, 30 minutes a night to really hone your skills. Uh, You, you get a chance to do that in the G league and there's evidence with Kevin Porter jr. With, KJ Martin, that if they send you down there, it's because a, they believe in you Two, they run us that, you know, an identical system down in the G league under coach Abdel Fada, and they're going to get those real reps and then be able to bring what they learn and practice from the G league back up and refine their skills. And uh, again, I think it's, I think it makes perfect sense for Garuba and yeah. Christopher to both spend a little bit of time at the G league level. And, and I think and let's, let's look at two other players who you didn't mention, but it's also a very similar case. Amani Brooks, who's everybody's fan favorite here um, on Rockets Twitter. Um, they think he's the next Kobe Bryant or Devin Booker or something. I guess how I feel like he gets raved up a lot. Um, honestly, my goodness, 
you're on Twitter and you bring up Armani books and any sort of facts, you get like a hundred retweets. Like that dude, my God, people are so high on him. I mean, that's my, that's we'll my see, guy. We'll too. see what happens. Um, I guess it's a U of H thing, but Armani books can shoot the basketball, but I'm, I'm just guessing, please guys don't attack me. YouTube comments, probably going to attack me. Twitter, we're probably going to have doc or somebody's aggregating and say, Oh, Ali Khan says Armani Brooks is the next Kobe Bryant. It's probably going to happen. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but uh, no, or, like for example, I just wanted to mention Armani. I really like Armani as a player. I think he's he's a good shooter. And the fact that he, he spent time in that system. He got to understand how they want to play, what his what the principles are, when he's supposed to take a shot, what he's supposed to do defensively. If you go back and watch the bubble games, you'll watch uh, Mahmoud or Coach Abdul Fatah um, you know, put up single, uh, put up signals. Very similar things to what the Rockets do here. They did, I don't want to say it because you guys can figure out if you watch it. They did this, this. I mean, they have different signs for different things, but you, if you watch the game, you'll figure it out. Those very similar things are across the NBA, but the reason I bring that up, even though these are very similar concepts across the league, is that because it allows you to be able to have that comfort level, that understanding of what it means to play in the rocket specific system. What are the responsibilities? When you come up here and you're Anthony Lamb and you're playing as the three or the four, it's different responsibilities when you're playing in the G League and you're playing zone or, or switch everything. You have to be able to understand things, but at least if you're comfortable with the terminology, with the concepts, you have a chance to put yourself in a position to be successful. And that's exactly what the Rockets do in their G League team. It allows them, it allows the players in the moment find more, find out more about themselves what they're good at. It allows a team to find out what their strengths are. And those G League coaches, not just Mahmoud, but their assistants in the G League as well, work individually with these guys to make sure they're always watching film. They're always breaking out what they can do to get better. And I think that's a, it's just, it's a great way to have a foundation. Even the Rockets in their actual in, in, in Houston, the coaching staffs are each assigned a specific position and they work with individual players. A lot of guys, you know, a lot of fans love the way Jay Sean Tate has played you have to give a lot of credit to Will Weaver. Will Weaver, not only because he coached him, but Will Weaver worked with him individually during the season before every game, sat down with Jay Sean Tate. They watched film. They understood what his role was going to be that, that night, every single night. Sagana job. I mean, there's a lot of different guys I can name. But, you know, having young guys be under those assistant coaches and have a chance to watch film and grow, it doesn't matter if in the G League or in the NBA. And the fact that Garuba will probably get more playing time in the G League should be viewed as a positive thing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And again, listen to the guy with 25,000 followers if you don't want to listen to the guy with less than that. So uh, with that, Ali Khan, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm excited to be able to dive into these other prospects uh, with you a little bit further down the line as we are ramping up. We are less than 50 calendars calendar days away from the NBA season. We will have a media day, a Rockets media day later this month. It's kind of flying by, isn't it, man? Are you excited? It just did that. So I, I don't get any words. I just get a nod. The poor podcast listeners are like, what's going on? Did the audio cut out? It's just, we're no, not no, no, just I'm, on I'm excited YouTube, okay? Um, it'll, 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 it'll be, whenever basketball is on TV, it's always a good time. So Yeah. I've, I've joked before and I'll say it again that I feel like I have like seasonal affective disorder, but with like basketball season, like when I'm, when, when we're in the off season, obviously there's still a lot of stuff going on. It's fun. There's content. Sure. 
but I'm just a happier person in general when there's basketball around. Like when I can turn on the TV on any given night and catch a really good game, I love that. So I know you know, you do you know too. what we should do in the meantime, since we have 50 calendar days, we should have a one-on-one game between me and you. I think, I think the locked on people <laughs> want to see that. That would absolutely break the Twitter sphere. Um, also, I don't think you could handle getting crossed up by me and getting dropped on a basketball court. So I'm just going to put that out there. But with that, Ali Khan, always a pleasure. You notice I'm not talking any mess. I'm just oh, letting I'm, you say oh, I'm what talking you pl- want to say. I, that, that's okay. I'm talking plenty of mess. I'm talking enough mess for the two of us, okay? I just finished a conversation with Vernon Maxwell, so some of that trash talk kind of just rubbed off, right? Like just the the swagger, the mentality, all that. With that, <laughs> that's going to do it for today's episode. Ali Khan, always a pleasure. Appreciate you stopping by. And hopefully I won't have to, you know, hunt you down this time. Okay. We're going to get you back. You got to play the game, bro. It's like, I spy when we were kids, you got to find me in the book. So. (laughs) All right. Well, hopefully we can spy him again next week, but for today's episode, that's going to do it as always. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at locked on rockets, your daily podcast home for everything. Houston Rockets basketball.